Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everybody, Russ from My Hammers 11. I hope you're all safe and well. It's a bit sticky again, isn't it? I don't like it. Anyway, for YouTube channel, please consider subscribing and hitting the bell notifications. You may do it anytime we put new content on. We've got videos going up daily, but sometimes two, three times a day. And I wouldn't want you to miss any of the great um, stories and memories we have coming up. We've got lots of lots of videos come up as always every day. Loads of great fans, including today's fan. He's a, he's a regular on Twitter commenting and everything it's uh it's stevie warboys hi stevie how are you man no, i'm good thank you russ yeah thanks um thanks for having me on thank you absolute pleasure man absolute pleasure no it's it's, it's a giggle and it's it's lovely to talk to so many west ham fans it's it's you know i don't get a chance we don't never really get a chance to do that obviously you get a chance to talk no, to your, no. the fans who are around you uh you know at the games or whatnot or right, not me yeah. so i'm stuck up there on my own but it's lovely just to chat to people <laughs> every day about West Ham and get people's opinions yeah. and things and stuff like that. Yeah. How's right, things? Yeah. How's things been with you yeah. in sort of this weird lockdown world we live in? Yeah, it hasn't been too bad to be honest with you. Um, I went back to work quite early. Okay. Um, the industry I'm in, we um opened up quite early. Um, I work in the betting industry, so we're linked to sport. So, obviously, yeah. with football coming back on, we we was back open. So, it hasn't yeah. been too bad actually. It's been too bad. Oh, it's not too bad, yeah. It is. It's just, and I imagine, obviously, the industry you work in, particularly, you know, you always take a vested interest in in sport and obviously football, yeah. and and obviously, you know, yeah. it's a restart and things like that. Yeah. And yeah, we managed yeah. to do the job as well, which is nice. Managed to be in the Premier League next season, which will be a uh, better than nothing. Is yeah. I feel I feel sorry yeah, for yeah. people like um, I feel sorry for like the Watfords and not really Bournemouth because Bournemouth is sort of almost down before restart started but like Watford yeah. you know their fans you know the last time they saw them in the Premier League and the next time they see them they'll be midway through the championship season it's I feel a bit I feel a bit yeah. sorry for them yeah, in the championship, yeah. but I do yeah feel sorry but for them. I think sacking Nigel Pearson was just weird what, what a weird but because we know <laughs> yeah. no, we stayed up that's all that matters 
Yeah, it's because we turned them over. That's why yeah. we had a bit. We've had a bit we, of we, a. We beat them. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Declan and, Rice, Declan Rice with the screamer, wasn't it? You know. Oh, yeah. What a player he's been since restart. But I mean, you know, some someone like um, you know, I do feel sorry for Watford fans, and then I think of mm, Troy Deeney, and I'm thinking, I don't feel sorry for you anymore now because I'm like Troy Deeney. So, (laughs) no, no, definitely not, definitely. But to be fair, you know, he's been a good player for Watford as much Mm. as. You don't like him. You, you kind of think it's kind of like that Arnautovic kind of player. Yeah, if he's on your team. You have that little bit of I don't like him, but he's all right. He plays for us, you know. He's he's and a bastard. For me, he's a, a bastard. But he's our bastard. Yeah, he's 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 our bastard, isn't he? Yes. That's that's the whole. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We've had a few of them over the years. So we have. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. And uh, and even yeah. more so, obviously, you'd be someone like uh, someone like Kevin Nolan. Obviously, he's made a, you know, he he's he was our bastard when he was, and and you can tell. I was watching yeah. it the other day. Yeah. I was watching, I was watching the West Ham sort of the us at corners, and I, was, I always oh, used to yeah. remember Kevin Nolan standing by the goalkeeper, yeah. like, right in the goalkeeper, right, yeah, right there and, all the time, just in exactly. the back, you know. And as he's trying to go up for it for the for the ball, you know, a little dig in his side and everything else, and. Yeah, just put just always, always in his way, and just yeah. Just, and then the referee blows up, and Nolan's like, "Oh, you do nothing, not you, not me. I didn't do nothing wrong." <laughs> and and, the, and obviously, he's given that but role to Antonio. He managed to do it, so yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a little delay. Yeah, it doesn't matter. There seemed to be that little bit of a uh, Antonio was making himself busy in the box. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. So totally. yeah, he had um. He made himself busy in the box, didn't he? As you say, I think he's that from Nolan. Actually. Yeah, definitely. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, and and obviously with Stuart Pearce as well. There now, uh, no one's going to take no shit. Those coaching staff aren't going to take no shit from those players, are they now? Yeah. <laughs> so no. anyway, <laughs> no, no, exactly. No, he's a bit right. of a not, not a not a man you want to argue with, is he? I mean, I, I wouldn't want to come up against him oh god no god no god no um right so the first question i always ask stevie um I've when i put I'm my uh, wi-fi on that might be that might be better. Oh, it's, whatever it's up to you man it's up to you if it works better let me know if not doesn't matter um anyway anyway we we'll work around you know we've 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 done the whole zoom calls and stuff for three or four months now so we're we can all work on it although stevie's frozen in that position doesn't matter doesn't matter uh we'll, we'll carry on talking obviously we've got um the the charity events coming up very very soon uh thursday the 27th thursday 27th make sure you go on there stevie's back um is stevie back are we back with stevie i think so Oh, brilliant. There we go. There we go. It's all right. I was just doing a brief interlude for the people watching the channel. So don't worry. Don't worry. I gave it a free plug. So it's all. um, Yeah. So anyway, as I said, you know, with with Piercy and, uh, you know, Piercy there and Nolan, that, you know, if you don't put a shift in, you are going to get ripped. Yeah. You'll you'll know about it. Yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to it. That's one thing that, I I mean, I'm not the biggest Moyes supporter. Mm. Um, I just think with what we've been promised, if you like, yeah, it doesn't 
fill you with a lot of a lot of joy does it you know of david moyes and things like that but and as you'll see in my hammers 11 actually i'm the type of person who loves a grafter yeah in in the team you know i i think you can have all these fancy players i mean you know anderson anderson on his day can be a world beater yeah but if you get that performance one in ten one in twelve it, mm. you're not it, it's just no um i get you no consistency there no. and then we, we've got players in our team at the moment such as noble and things like that you know you know what you're going to get noble's a limited footballer and he'll be, probably be the first one to admit that yeah but he will always give you 100 percent. always oh definitely so you you know all the fans know where they stand with that kind of player you know yeah Everyone, everyone's looking at anderson hoping he's gonna do it yeah and then if, he, if it comes off it's great if it doesn't well that's yeah. that's awesome for you isn't it Oh, you totally. I know exactly what you mean. I mean, it's it's funny. You're right. I mean, when 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 people talk about the West Ham way, it's yeah. not about it's not about you know. Yeah, it's nice to play foot good football, but we all you know everyone we want on a claret and blue shirt who crosses that line. We want to put a shift in, and yeah. you may not be the most technical person. Someone like Mark Noble, for example, yeah. but he gets doesn't get away with it. But because he grafts, that's what we want to see. And yeah. you can yeah. forgive people when they make mistakes and stuff if they're oh, putting the effort in. Yeah, um, is, I think effort in in anything, you know, it be it football or even at work or whatever. You know, putting the effort in is is the biggest thing. You know, you yeah. you could be it, Noble could have been the best midfielder in the country. Mm. For skill and whatever else but if he hadn't had that application and and the effort he probably wouldn't have played 500 games to west Ham. no totally totally you know and, and if you look at it he's gone through how many managers like seven i think it was seven yeah. managers account today and five of them i think have made him captain and that tells Change you something it, yeah. you know what we see for 90 minutes on a pitch on a you know saturday or sunday mm. there's in that five six days a week obviously there's something there that noble has that even behind the scenes we don't see but the managers mm. are seeing the coaches are seeing and they're thinking this guy is is he's is, is class you know and obviously noble has been through games where fans have got on his back and you know he hasn't performed well but i think he's a bit like a fine wine it tends to the last 10 games of a season he seems to be get the second wind from somewhere and it's just like he's helped, us, he's helped drag us through quite a few seasons yes. while having a good you know last last end to the season so yeah yeah that's 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 particularly also you know in this role that davy moyes has given him you know sort of like 10 role you know yeah at, at the beginning of the season i wasn't gonna think mark noble was gonna play number 10 you know you course, imagine yeah. lanzini and and, and it just yeah. suits him. It does suit him. Mark would probably be the same to say, oh, this is a new role for me. I wasn't expecting mm. this. He probably was hardly expecting to play, if anything. Yeah. And now he's done this, this new role. So again, he, again, he's caught, sort of adapted. Um, and, and it's and it's similar to, do you remember when we had Stuart Downing and, and uh, Big Sam put him yeah. in the centre, at the top of the diamond, wasn't it? Yeah, and he was definitely. just like a revelation in that, like completely yeah. like, it's um, it happens quite a lot. And I just yeah. think, well, I think you know, in theory, in that position, you know, it's, he's less reliant on his legs a little bit because you've got Declan and Suchek doing the the donkey right. work, so to speak. Yeah. Um, 
and it's just got and anyway anyway we, we digress as we always yeah. do on the channel right. <laughs> he says about uh what 10 minutes into the uh into the video we'll answer the first question um yeah. <laughs> so so stevie the, the first question i always ask everyone i get on the channel is why is west ham your club what is your story well, yeah well basically um born into it you know i was i, I was born in um newham general hospital so, you know, right right in the East End there and um, particularly on my mum's side, all West Ham supporters, you know, my nan, my mum, family members, my granddad, who was a very big West Ham fan. And um, he had a few little links to the club, actually, my granddad. He, um, he's the same age. Well, he was. He's, he's sadly not with us now. But he um, he played in the same boys team as David Gold. Oh. So there's a little, as I say, a little, a little, a little connection now. Lovely. Um, and my granddad during the during the sixties and seventies, he was good friends with Bobby Moore, and he would he would drink in the same pub as Bobby Moore and knew knew Bobby out of football and um, a few of the other players of, of around that era and things like that. So yeah, he was um, one of the faces over at the bowling, and um, yeah, as I say, he had a few connections with the club, which is which is quite good. Um, and not on the on my mum's side still. Um, Nicky Hawkins is actually my cousin. So again, ah, a, link, a link there. So friend of the channel. Yeah, friend of the channel. And um, yeah, I, obviously with the West Ham fan TV, which is which is really good. And yeah, so I, obviously I watched that with, with some interest. Obviously Nicky being being my cousin. And yeah, so if anything, West Ham chose me rather than I chose yeah. West Ham. So yeah. and I, do you know what? I wouldn't never have it any other way. I really yeah. wouldn't. You didn't get a choice. You, Just didn't get you a know, choice, did you? you get, from from the East End, and you say what teams are supporting? They're Man United, and you think, you know, West Ham's just mm. there. Why not? You know, why not? So yeah, yeah that, that's 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 my little story there. Do you, you, know? do, you remember, do you remember your first game, Stevie? I do remember my first game. Yeah, again, um, great story actually. It was my thirteenth birthday, nice. and um, my mum, my mum and dad got me tickets to go and see to see West Ham. Didn't know about it at all. My nan. She literally lived um, five minutes away from the ground, obviously the old bowling ground. And um, so I've gone there and um, gone to my nan's. And my mum said to me on my birthday, she said, why don't you wear your West Ham top today? So I was like, OK, fair enough. We're going up to the East End. So I said, why don't you wear your top? So I wore my top. And, um, and then all of a sudden, mum says, right, we're going over to the bowling. Right, OK, well, what are we going over? Oh, I just want to go in the shop, you know, I just want to go in the shop. So we walked into the um, into the reception area, as it was at the time, obviously, over there. Yeah, yeah. And um, literally, I'm standing there looking around, as you do, you know, things on the wall. And it, it, it's building up close to the kickoff. And we were playing Newcastle at home. And again, I, I, I didn't really take much notice, to be honest with you. And um, yeah, so I'm standing there in reception. And in walks Alan Shearer. And oh, I was wow. just absolutely gobsmacked. I was just like... Wow, like, mum, 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 that's Alan Shearer. So I've gone up to Alan Shearer. I've got a pick pen and paper. I've gone up to Alan Shearer, you know, the 13-year-old. Alan, can I have your autograph, please, you know? <laughs> so, yep, got Alan Shearer's autograph. And literally, just as I turned round, I almost bumped into um, Sir Bobby Robson and Sven Gorn Eriksson, just as he'd taken over as England manager. Oh, wow. So my 13th birthday, first ever time of walking into, into the bowling ground, and I've met those three people. So, yeah, that was a that's one thing i can never ever ever forget no really no. can't forget it it was my first ever game 2-2 draw um joe cole scored that game i think um 
Defoe scored as well, I think, if I remember rightly. And yeah, so and then I was hooked. I really was hooked. Obviously, before when I was younger, I did follow West Ham, but I'd, I'd, I'd never been. Um, and I just sort of watched from afar, like games with the Canio up at um, Old Trafford with a 1 0 um, FA mm. Cup win. I watched from afar and I, I thought West Ham were my team, but I never really had the chance up until yeah. obviously the 13th birthday for me to go. So. And in, yeah, been hooked ever since. So yeah. Once you're in, that's it. Once you're in, you, you ain't. There's no getting out. There really isn't no getting out. Nah. Just like Pringles. Once you start, you yes, can't. that's once right. You pop, you you can't stop. Stop. The thing is, sometimes <laughs> after games, you know, I've been to games when we've been turned over three 0 and you just yeah. sit there and you think, "Why do I do this to myself? Why?" But then you know, you look at the program and go, "Oh, we've got." Oh, this yeah, yeah, yeah. Tickets, you know, let's, let's... <laughs> so yeah, it's so true. Yeah, yeah exactly. You, you go home, you go home, you sit down, you you take yeah. match of the day off series link because you oh, don't want to watch that. it the next day. The amount yeah. of times I've done that in the last few seasons, and you go, oh, <laughs> and then come Monday, what? you're like, hey, okay, here we got Newcastle <laughs> yeah. at home, you know? And... Yeah, I don't think I've watched match of the day for three years. I think no, nah. I don't think nah. I have. <laughs> <laughs> so, complete, yeah. but it's this, you know, and it's uh, that someone put a thing on Twitter. I think it was today, and it was like one of those sort of flow charts. Oh and it yeah, was I, like yeah. it was a triangle. It was like it was like blind optimism or something like yeah. that. Realization, yeah. depression, back yeah. to blind optimism, and it's yeah. so true. Yeah. It's like, that, that's, isn't it? That's us for no for no reason at all. Having just <laughs> scraped relegation through relegation, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. with two games to spare. I think next season's our season. But I, have yeah. no, I don't know why. And I know as soon as the fixture list comes out, I look at it and we've got like, you know, Liverpool, Arsenal, yeah. Tottenham, probably first yeah. three games. And I'm looking no. at it and, and then straight away, I'm looking at the bottom and looking who we have to beat at the end of the season to stay up. Yeah. You know, and that's yeah. me and I'm done. That, and done. that's when you're hoping for, a, you know, a West Brom at home or something like that. And you think, well, we've got to win that. Yeah. You know, you're looking for like, you know, maybe a London derby like Fulham where you think, oh, I, Oh, wait, we yeah. get something from that, you know. Hopefully, the boys will be up for it, sort of thing, you know. Because yeah. you know, you know, there'll be there'll be something riding on it. It'll either oh. be we, knowing West Ham, we could get in the Europe. Yeah, exactly. We, we it could be know, relegation, or, or it yeah, could be Europe. And, yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and and nothing surprises you as well. Nothing no, surprises no. me. Yeah. You know, some no, guy said no. the other day, I interviewed him, and he went, "Do you know what, Russ? You know, we could win the Premier League next year or get yeah. relegated, yeah. and neither would surprise me." And it's so no. true. Yes, that's so right. True. I totally agree with that. Totally agree. I mean, people look at West Ham fans and go, "He could win the Premier League," and you're like, "Yeah, but Leicester done it. Look at the teams who've who've, who've done well, and you know, to get them. Like, look at Sheffield United last year. They were they were pushing before lockdown. Obviously, after lockdown, it changed yeah, a little bit, yeah, but yeah. they were still pushing there. And that that could have easily yeah. been us, you know. Yeah. But it wasn't. So, but next year it could be, you know. So yeah, with us, I mean. Obviously, I work in the betting industry. I have said to people before, never, ever, ever bet on Dan. Don't do it. Because the week the week you know that they're the home banker, they lose. The week they got Man United away, you know we're going to get something. So don't back us. Yeah. It's so <laughs> true. It's so true. Oh, they're, they're, but, you know, but we love them. And we love them. And it's just... Yeah. it's it's. It's just such a bizarre thing when you look at it yeah. in in retrospect to other teams. I mean, I I interviewed my best mate the other day, and um, and and I said to him, I asked him the same question as you: Why West Ham's your club? And he went, Well, because of you, Russ. Because don't you remember <laughs> at school 
they said, you know, we started playing, we always played like football. And then it was like, right, okay, West Ham versus Arsenal. West yeah. Ham fans versus... And he was like, who am I? And I went, you're West Ham. And I said, yeah, I'm really sorry about that. And he listed off yeah. Arsenal's achievements since yeah. then. I've missed the Invincible season, five <laughs> FA Cups, da, 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 and I wouldn't have changed it. And I said, no. I know exactly what you mean. And it's such a him, bizarre yeah. thing. And then you say to him, yeah, but you remember that time we beat Man United at home? Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course, you know. Or that yeah. time we went to Chelsea last year and won. Oh, yeah, yeah of course, you know. <laughs> and it's so true. We had a, yeah. we had a, we had a, who do we have? We had Chris Akabusi on, and, and he said exactly the same thing. He went, for 51 weeks of the year, yeah. everyone takes a mickey out of me. But that one yeah. week we beat Chelsea, I can rib my Chelsea yeah. mates for that week yeah. and the Tottenham. And he says, you'll have three of them, three or four times a season, we turn up. Yeah. And um, it is and frustrating. Unexpected time. It really is like un most unexpected. Yeah. We could be on a bad run, three or four games, you haven't scored a goal, we've been turned over. And then all of a sudden you... Where did this West Ham come from? Yeah. Wow, we're actually, well, you know, like, we played since then. restart. Since, since yeah. after that Tottenham game, like when we had the Chelsea game, yeah. and it was like, oh, fucking hell. But for yeah. some reason, I knew we were going to win. I yeah. don't know I, why. I, I had the feeling that night as well. I did. I, something was just telling me that maybe maybe we'll get something tonight. Yeah. I must admit, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting a win, but I thought we'd play well and get a point, and yeah. you know, that, that could then push us into into getting things elsewhere, you know, but obviously yeah. the Co scores the winner and we just kick on from there. It was brilliant. Really yeah. was brilliant. Just a shame that there was no fans there to see it. So it, yeah, well, I was there. So I was there, Steve. Was there. So I, I, I cheered for the other 60,000. I took yeah. a picture outside. The fans go crazy. There's just yeah. me like <laughs> outside the stadium. You were, you were Mark Noble at the time. That was about it, wasn't it? Oh yeah, me and Mark, honestly, I was, yeah. I was gutted. I was gutted. I was, but then why would I be, I, obviously I saw, I was, I saw, I was, Mark was in my eye line and I saw when that third goal went and basically, you know, and we saw at Mark before and we'll probably talk about him in year 11 by the sounds of yeah. it. But anyway, um, he, he's, he's such a fan and it's such a unique thing to have your captain and a guy who's only played, who's played all his career bark at the loan spells, you yeah, know. Yeah. And and you watch him, and he wasn't in the team, but he was sat in a disabled area. That's where he put them yeah. all, all the yeah. auxiliary squad. I think David Martin was next to him, or two meters apart, and yeah. he kicked every ball. And you yeah. saw him, like you know, like we would do as fans. And he is a fan. Yeah. And then yeah. when that goal came in, he it looked like he was going to punch a hole through that barricade. It was mental. And as soon as that whistle happened, he leapt over the barrier onto the lower tier. Could have fucked up his ankle, you know, thinking yeah. about yeah. it. But just because he wanted to get down that tunnel as soon as possible. And it was like, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I've always been a Martin Abel fan, but that just endeared yeah. me even more to him. Yeah, he knew yeah. it's no bullshit when he talks about being a West Ham fan. And it's no, not anyway. Not. We know no. it's not the case, but... Um, you can't fake it, that. And it kind of is, to me, it's kind of that link between fans and players. Definitely. You know, he's living, he's living my dream. He's yeah. definitely living your dream. And thousands and thousands of West Ham supporters, you know, he gets to pull on that shirt, not just to walk down the street in, but to actually go and play football in. You yeah. know, and, and, and to represent the club that he has grown up supporting. And, you know, and to have that East Londoner in the team is, it, to me, is, is oh, a big... Yeah. Is a, is a big thing, you know, yeah, just to, totally just to have someone because you know as the games go in, you know, you, you don't get people like Mark Noble anymore, and I really don't mm. think there's going to be many that come along like Mark Noble. No, Five hundred no, games in club, no. you know, born, born just literally around the corner from the ground, played as you know, played all his career there, and 
will probably have a role after it after he leaves if, if it be in coaching or scouting or whatever he'll always still be there at the club no doubt oh totally absolutely absolutely agree with that no you're right and it's um it is i mean he's a, the last of a sadly dying breed of footballers yeah. isn't it i mean it's yeah. you know yeah. it's just the, the way the game's changed I and mean, we've had loads of ex-pro ex-hammers and um, particularly from that sort of that era the 80 era you know where you had so many, like, you know, your Billy Bot, not Billy, you know, I never mean to do Billy yet, but, you know, Tony Gales and, and Cotties and Macca yeah. and these guys, every one stayed, you know, nine, ten years, you know, yeah, was right. 20, and, yeah. and you just don't get that. And I think that's what we miss as fans. I think we miss that sort of relationship between yeah, the players, and that's why Mark is probably so endeared to so many people. You yeah. know, I don't feel the same way to Felipe Anderson as I did to John Moncur. No, you know no, what I mean. I and you know, and and Felipe... with that, I, I kind of, be, I'm beginning to feel because he's been there so long the same way about Cresswell. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it must be seven years Six now. Six or seven years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then nowadays in football, that's that's a long time to be at one club. Yeah. So as you say, it, 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 Cresswell to me, you beginning to to have that kind of connection with the club you know and that the mm. fans that fans want to feel you know because as you say people such as Machiavelli and things like that when they stay for 10 years as a as you like to call it less experienced fan I, I I can't I can't I don't know that so now I'm experienced yeah. in that where someone you know in their 40s and 50s go oh Machiavelli stayed for, for, for 10 years and you mm. sit there and think 10 years at one club really but yeah. obviously now we're, we've got noble living for it, like doing that. So, and we're, yeah, we're sick exactly. as well. So. And I think we, and I think Steve, as you said, because we're, because we're less experienced, you're right. It's, we, we've never grown up with that loyalty. And so no. I think no. that's where, when sometimes players leave and they're not endeared by the fans afterwards, no. uh, where, and that tends to be more by the older fans because they're used yeah. to the, Billy Bonds and Alvin Mark, you know, 20 years of the club, da, 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 where yeah, we're right. not used to that, really. So it's no. very, very, you know, for me, I, always, I, I I don't see the animosity towards Scott Parker, for example. No, you know, to me, he no, no. was, he no, was for three on, years. Exactly. Well, I, well, sorry, I'm spoiling everything. Yeah. But, you know, right. for me, it's like he is just, he he was phenomenal for those, and you yeah. know if you get three okay. years out of a player now, you've yeah. done well or a manager. Yeah, the, but, yeah most yeah. times you yeah. know. So and, and you know Parker only left because we went down. Yeah, you know if, if we'd stayed up, I, I still think we would have got, easily got you know another two years out of him. Oh, definitely. That, that, that's you know that's my opinion. Obviously, what happens behind behind the closed doors, whatever. Mm. But I think he would have stayed. Yeah. So. Totally. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was a shame to see uh, to, to see Parker go, definitely. And he's doing well for Fulham now. So, yeah, so and he'll it, be back. So, yeah. The type of person, you could just tell. You could just tell that he was going to go on and have a decent manager career. Mm. And he started off well, you know, getting get, get promotion. And you're right. I mean, and I, I can see, I can definitely see Mark Noble traits yes. in the way Scott Parker yeah. conducts himself. Definitely. Do you know what I mean? It's not definitely. just the, the, the smart turned out hair. I mean, no, they, you no. know, they look, they look like they're from the same cut, from the same cloth. Yeah. But yeah. you're right. He's the way he talks, talks really eloquently, but also talks with real passion. And obviously yeah. that sort of famous, you know, his speech was then, you know, after the playoff, which was like made into a meme with yeah. the streets, which was amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
But I, I like I like that he, he, he says it how it is. Yeah, you know? yeah. He's not he's not he doesn't beat around the bush. You don't go oh you know you know Fulham played like this today. But he, he t- says it how it is. And sometimes as a football sport, that's what you want. You know, if you've had managers in the past and they say to us, oh you know it we was unlucky today or they blame the referee and other yeah. fans are in the stands going it's not the referee's fault. We were we were terrible today. And yeah. a manager come if a manager comes out and admits it, the fans go. He's right. Yeah, fair play. But yeah. we move on next week. Yeah, no, exactly. So I think Parker would be that kind of manager that says it how it is, really. And well, it, it's yeah, it, we did, didn't we? In, in the game, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. And he's, he's just a different... He's, he's, you know, in the way that someone like Chris Wilder sort of was good for the Premier League as well. Because mm. he was like, yeah, for me, Chris Wilder, he's a... Obviously, he manages the pigs, but he. Um, <laughs> um, I, used, I used to live with a Sheffield, United, Sheffield Wednesday housemate at uni, so oh, yeah. I've always had a hatred of Sheffield United before. Um, but he, he's he's a like very workman like, you know, like grassroots. You, and again, yeah. then you compare him to like Guardiola or Arteta, yeah. who has, you know, and yeah. it's good. Yeah. And, and Scott Parker being this sort of young English. You know, up and coming manager, definitely. Yeah, and it's really nice because yeah. I think I think it's just good for the game. And yeah. um, it's nice that he's, in a way, emulating Wilder rather than trying to emulate Guardiola. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it that way, you know, rather than doing the slick passing way or whatever, he, mm. he's he's quite happy to take on grafters and mm. you know to do it his way and not just a carbon copy of. Guardiola or the way that Klopp has the Klopp's that yeah. done it you know he, he, I think Parker's becoming his own manager and I think that Noble if he wants to go down that route would probably do exactly the same way that mm. Parker's done I reckon yeah no I agree I agree and that yeah. nicely segues into your Grafters 11 or whatever it is yeah. Steve oh, yeah. there we go nice right. segue we, yeah. we get there eventually we get there eventually yep. <laughs> so yeah. um as I said Amma's 11 the yep. idea is 11 players You've the only rule is you have to be alive to see them play, not necessarily seen live, but being yeah. alive to see play. So that's yeah. that's why we put that in. Um, and and you can talk about whoever you want to talk about, which is great. Oh. So, um, by the sounds of it, there's going to be sort of grafters theme yeah, to it. Players that I, I thought were good grafters, yeah. I mean, oh, nice. there's a few in the team that I think would probably divide opinion on the word grafter, but from what <laughs> I saw. I yeah. thought that they, they pretty much gave their all for the club when they played. Right. So, cool. so, yeah. Right. Let's let's start off in goal. Who's in goal for this team then? Um, well, for me, I mean, you've got some good goalkeepers around. Um, obviously, now you've got Fabianski, and um, before that, we've had Adrian and things like that. But for me, Rob Green, without a doubt, Rob Green. Mm. Yeah. Um, I, I remember seeing him play for Norwich. Um, I think we played him in a cup game. I think we, we might have beat them, but. I think Green had a good game, and I, I sat there and I thought he's a very, he's a very good goalkeeper. I'd, I'd like to mm. see to see us go for him, and because um, I think if I remember rightly at the time we were flitting between like Roy Carroll and there was a, a few other goalkeepers around, and like, we didn't really have like a solid number one. No, yeah, and I think yeah, Green yeah. come in and made his, you know, and mm. obviously, I mean, you, you can't talk about Rob Green without talking about the, you know, the the one man. Um, what's the word like one man show at Arsenal, you know, just yeah, yeah, everything yeah. was, he just stopped everything. 
and they threw absolutely everything at him and he it stopped it all uh, you know yeah. Adibayor clean from on goal bam save you know two yards out save it just he was stopping everything that game and yeah I mean obviously we, we got the three points that day and uh but Green was star of the show without a doubt yeah. so and there was a few other games that he played in uh that he stood out I mean May United at home I think he, he Ronaldo was you know doing flicks and tricks and whatever else and I think he tipped one just around the post and just in some games he managed to to really get us a few points you know so yeah, yeah. and that's the mark of a good goalkeeper isn't it they were not necessarily uh, it's when he digs out those points for you you know obviously yeah. strikers they score the goals they win the games but it's those games yeah. where you know it's one nil or or a nil nil or a two all and yeah. and the goalkeeper's got you those points and, that, that, yeah, and I think I think Greeno you know, I mean, someone would have probably done the stats. You know, to be honest, I reckon he's probably got us the most points, so to speak, from performances. Yeah, just because I, 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 I agree with that. Actually, yeah, I agree with that. Absolutely, but it's stellar. Oh, yeah. Okay, who's next? Go on, you go to the team as you want to, okay. Stevie. I, I will. I will go for. I'll go right back this time. Yep. Um, it's the it's the four four two. You know, that's right. no way to play all these diamonds and all this stuff. Four four two for me all yeah. the way. Um, Speck, you particularly for the Grafters eleven, you know, yeah. you couldn't have a Grafters eleven and play, you know, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> some, some sort of continental no, straight at the right. back with the two wingers cut. You know, it's, it wouldn't work. No, it has to be a four-four-two, Mike so, um, Bassett style. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, for me, at right back is uh, Lucas Neal. Yeah, it's a good shout. Now I've got a, a good, a good, good little story about Lucas Neal. Um, when we was, it was under Kerbishley, two thousand and. 2007 yeah and we'd just beaten Everton at home actually beaten one nil um Zamora scored in in the game and I I used to when I was younger I used to collect a lot of programs and I used mm. to try and get a lot of things signed you know the program shirts this sure. kind of thing and obviously at the Bolin you could go and pretty much meet the players you know you you have to put things through the bars but you, you could meet yeah. them you could pictures and you know they'd sign things for you shake your hand this that, and the other so I always remember Lucas Neal was right in front of me and uh, he's signing this program for me. Another kid pops by and puts his program in, he gets it signed. And some guy, probably about three or four rows behind me, said and shouted to him, he said, Yeah, Lucas, are you are you gonna stay when we when we go down? And Lucas Neal carried on signing. And he gave the pen and the, the, the program back. And he said, Right, everyone, listen up. And there was probably about I'd say two, two, three hundred people there. And um, he said, Right, everyone, listen up. As long as I'm captain of this football club, we are not going down and shouted it top of his voice and from that there was murmurings of just people going well if they believe it we yeah. should believe it yeah. you know and I'm, i remember you had um anton ferdinand on exactly yeah, yeah. he said about the um about the, the meeting that the players had yeah. and it, it just reminded me of that story in my head and i just think to myself neil was and i think again like he would probably admit never the greatest right back never the quickest no. right back yeah, yeah. but as you could tell that he had those players playing for the shirt, you know, and he, he had no real connections with West Ham at all. You know, he obviously played for Millwall and, you know, played for Blackburn and, yeah. and whatever else. But, you know, he, to me, I think he, he got himself a good connection with the supporters, mm. knew what we was about, knew what the club was about a little bit and knew that that season was big for us. And the result, I think on, with the Everton game, the results didn't go our way. And I think that was probably his way of saying, we're not out of this just yet. Mm. You know, we might have just won, but we're not out of this just yet. But believe in us and we will stay up. And as I say, true to Captain's words, 
we stayed up. So, yeah, yeah so right back for me. Good shout. Yeah, yeah, good shout. Right, carry on, Stevie. Okay, so um, in the in the back line would be uh, Anton Ferdinand. It's going to go for Anton. Yeah. Um, I... For me, I, I really liked Anton, um, mm. and Rio was just that little bit before my time. Yeah, you know, no, I get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before my time, obviously, I knew what a, a good player he was. Obviously, seeing for England, seeing for Man United, I knew he obviously played for us, and mm. you know. But I think Anton had a bit of a bit of a raw deal because he's Rio's brother. Yeah. But I think he he done really well to make a, a West Ham career out for himself. You know, and I, I personally feel as though you can split Rio and Anton apart and say that Rio was good for West Ham and Anton was good for West Ham. Mm. You know, and Anton played his part in, in, in certain games. You know, I mean, I remember the um, when obviously he was in the championship and we got promoted against uh, Preston. I think he um, him and Elliot Ward played that day, I think, if yeah. I remember right. And they were unbelievable. Really good partnership. You know, and Ferdinand really made the West Ham shirt his own. He didn't, he didn't live off Rio's, Rio's. Um... I think we've lost. I think we've lost Stevie. Hello? Hello, Stevie. You're back, man. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hey, hey, hey. Hello, Stevie. Oh, we've lost Stevie. Anyway, back to the charity event, the 27th of, uh, of August. Make sure you get your um, make sure you get your tickets. And Stevie's back. <laughs> there he Sorry. is. Uh, another, another little plug for the charity event. Don't worry. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. Yeah, um, Karen Vanson. Yeah. So rather yeah. than staying on Rio's coattails, over you say. Yeah, yeah. As I say, he made he made a career out of him for himself at West Ham, mm. and obviously went on to to play up at Sunderland, and I think he went out to Turkey as well. So yeah, he had, he had a decent career, and yeah, mm. fair, fair play to him actually, fair play to him. Yeah, so, no, I agree. You know, scored scored a few, scored a few goals for us. I mean, that goal against Fulham, he scored on the yeah. turn. Oh wow, what what a finish that was! Really was what a finish. And I think if I remember that week, I think that was a Monday night game, and. um if I remember rightly, Rio had scored on the Saturday afternoon, <laughs> and then and then Anton goes and pulls that out of the bag on the Monday night. And if I remember rightly, the the, the headline on on the you know the back pages on on the Tuesday was anything you can do, I can do better. Sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, really, really was good. Anton, that is what, a great shout. what a great guy! Yeah, so, yeah, um, good shout. Appreciate so, Anton, get a partner. Ginge Collins yeah. all day long. Love, yeah. love Collins. Um, yeah, when we're talking with grafter, Collins all day long. Oh, you know, wow. when, when someone says to me, you know, a, a grafter, Collins instantly. To me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I remember when well, obviously we signed him and um, Danny Gabadon from Cardiff. Yeah. I, I, I'd heard of Gabadon, but I'd never really heard of Collins. No, yeah, me too. When you're looking around on a few forums, you're like, people are saying, oh, Collins is one you want to watch out for here. Like, Gabadon's the name, but. Yeah. Collins, you know, and I, when he signed, he wasn't really getting a lot of game time. But he, you know, he knuckled down, got himself in the team, and for for a few years, he was a mainstay in that defence. And mm. I first time, it's the first time I've ever I was ever gutted that a player had left. Obviously, when we went down, we lost people like Joe Cole and you know players such yeah. as that. And Carrick Carrick obviously stayed for a season and, and left, but 
you know, when Collins went to Villa, I remember sitting there at night time and I was just gutted. I was like, I can't believe I told him. I really was gutted. So, yeah. Yeah. I know. Definitely. But I, I, and it's weird. I mean, people, I mean, I, I might be in the minority, but I don't, I can't remember the first spell as well as the second spell, maybe because no, my memory was going. But you know right. what I mean? He, he came back a far better player than he left. Yeah. Um, yeah. He came back yeah. a far more West Ham player. You know, yeah. he wasn't, you know, he was more rugged and grafty and, you know, had yeah. a, no hair and a beard. And, no, right. Yeah. That, yeah. I, I know. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Because I wasn't, he, didn't he, wasn't his debut against Man United in the cup? And I think he got two that night. I remember rightly, quite possibly back home, Christ Almighty, you know, yeah, it's even two good goals, and obviously, they were headers, Russ. Obviously, you know, yeah, of course. (laughs) But I mean, yeah, he's a great player, great player, player. such a shame the way he left, such a yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was. I mean, personally, I think if the current management regime was in charge, then. I think he yeah. wouldn't have left like that. He no. wasn't a Pellegrini player. No. Um, we know that. And I think, yeah, I think it would have been very different if he was, um, if he wasn't, you know, if, yeah, if Moisey was in charge, because obviously with yeah. Stuart Pearce and, and, and people like that, he would have uh, definitely got his testimonial year because, yeah. you know, they have, it, it's, testimonials yeah. are a real English, a British thing, really, aren't they? Really? Yeah. So they don't seem right. to get them too often out at foreign players, but uh, no, outside no. of the UK. So it would have been a different story, yeah. I think. Right. It, would been, it, would been, it would have been good to see, I think, that testimonial. Oh, yeah. Collins been been trying to prove people, you know, like not really caring and whatever yeah. else. You know? <laughs> it would have been against Cardiff, probably, or Wales, wouldn't it? Probably, yeah. Probably, probably, yeah. So it would have been good fun. <laughs> right. Okay. Jay, uh, Ginger, Ginger Pele is in. Who is next? Right, so at left back, uh, I, I struggled this one. I really struggled. Yeah. yeah. Um, obviously, we had Konchesky there at left back. Good, mm. good, solid professional. Um, obviously, that goal in the FA Cup final. Mm. But for me, I've gone for George McCartney. Oh, nice. Love a bit of George McCartney. I've, I, when for me, solid professional. Played. Yeah. I think he played well over 250 top-flight games, on, and you know, in, in in the championship as well. But you know, you don't play that amount of games for True. obviously for West Ham and Sunderland without being without being a good solid pro. Mm. And um, yeah, so McCartney, you'd you'd he'd always be for me seven out of ten sort of player. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, never, yeah. never never the the big name if you like, but mm. just always gave hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, you know, as a lot of the players in this team have got their limitations. Yeah, McCartney totally. had limitations. You know, it, it'd never be the fastest in a foot race against a, against a tricky winger, but no. you know that he would always put a foot in, give you a hundred percent, and you know, as I say, you, you don't play that amount of games about being being a good professional. So, of course. yeah, of course. So, yeah, I, I don't I don't remember him making any glaring mistakes. No, you know what I mean, really, he said no, no. seven out of ten consistent. And actually, to be honest. You want half a dozen of them in your team because yeah. you want to have a consistent base to them to then work on, don't you? To then have, yeah. you know, uh, the more flamboyant players to then play, you know, because you've got the solid people. It's a bit like now, someone like, I mean, Suchek's a, a bad example because I just think he's phenomenal. But you know, he's a solid. He's going to be a he's going to be a good one to get in people's fantasy football league teams because he'll be cheap, yeah, yeah. and and he'll get your goals in box to box. Always yeah. be a seven or eight out of ten with Sujek. You know, I just think he's got yeah. that 
personality and same as deck you know deck will always be a set eight out of ten player you know what i mean every game all right george is in let's go to midfield there we go midfield on the left i've put in um matthew efferton oh matty yeah he's going there for me um again solid professional always gave 100 percent for the club that that i saw anyway yeah um, and and actually could could actually go and beat a man. I mean, you, nowadays you get wingers who like to cut inside, or or they're they're not they're not really wingers. Preaching to the converted, Stephen. Yes. Preaching to the converted. I mean, you know, it, it just he would bomb down that wing, and again when when he when he left us for Stoke, I remember sitting there thinking, when we come up against Stoke, he's going to be the player who's going to cause us some damage. Yeah. You know, because you just knew it was about, and the way you obviously Stoke then played. You know the balls in the box, and Effenden can put a ball in the box without a doubt. You know pinpoint accuracy sometimes, and um, mm. that goal against Ipswich, playoff yeah. semi-final. You know yeah. what an absolute screamer that was. You know, so yeah. Sometimes, sometimes you just uh, see that on YouTube or something. You think, oh, I've got to watch that. Oh, what a goal! Yeah. What a goal! It just gets better every time you see it. It's it's weird. It's one and of those. So, he was the last. Yeah. He was the last of that. You know, that's, we had like a procession of like good left wingers. So uh, he was the last one, I'd say. Before that, we had Lazaridis. Before that, we had like Matthew Rush, Matthew Holmes. I mean, these are a bit before your time, but, you know, they, so to speak. But, you know, he was the last of uh, that sort of generation because yeah. Yeah. then it just got a bit too complicated. And, yeah. you know, and I just I just think there's something. And that's why, that's why yeah, I like obviously Antonio up front is great. He scores goals, but nothing beats him bombing it down that wing, terrorising those and chipping a ball in. Or, yes. or you know, it's just like and having like someone like Bowen to do that now is fantastic. And yeah, a little bit back to the old school. Although he cuts in quite a lot. He's still yeah. got that ability to just drop his shoulder and just go around yeah. the, the fullback. Yeah. And yeah, I and mean, such... there, there are a few similarities with Effington and Bowen that I can I, I can see. Hmm. Yeah, definitely. You know, is. Bowen, as you say, Bowen does have that real quick turn of pace on him, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. So, but Effington always looked like he'd get blow, blown over by a strong wind. You know what I mean? Bless him. <laughs> yeah, he, would, he, he wouldn't. Would, you know, yeah. if, it, if it was going to kick off, he wouldn't be in the. He wouldn't be in the middle. He'd be. He'd yeah. do the little, the little petulant kick at the end, wouldn't he? He'd yeah. Like you know, yeah. after it's all kicked <laughs> off and and, yeah. and some, yeah, all the fights happen. Like, nah, you know, like but. Yeah, he was a good. He was a, he was a good egg for us. That's for sure. Yeah, and yeah. um, I think with Effrington, like obviously on the professional side of it, like he, he worked really hard for us. Yeah. Um, I, I, obviously, there's been a few interviews with Effrington. He openly admitted that he had had a problem and things like that. And I think oh, he done really well to to stay at the top at the top of his game. You know, mm. so yeah, so fair play to Effrington on that. And. Definitely deserve a side on that left wing, and, and you never know, there may be another interview of Matthew Effington coming up. Well, there we go, then that's <laughs> all we'll say. That's all we'll say at this point. <laughs> yeah, make sure everyone watches the live stream next week or next Thursday. Not a coincidence at all. I've made that point, but anyway, they're not a coincidence. It's, it's just popped in my head those two things, yeah, just in case you can't. And then all, and all, all nice round guy as well, you know, he, he, yeah, he's lovely bloke by all accounts. You know, he, again, he wasn't he had no links with West Ham that, that I don't think anyway. No, but not obviously. I don't think. Leaving, you know, always had time for the club, always had time for the fans, and mm. you know, it always says great things about us. And you know, he says that he misses his time there. And I think his heart of hearts, he probably needed the move 
but he might not necessarily really wanted it. No, yeah, yeah. It's more, you know, a change a change as good as a break, whatever they call it. And I think that's clearly what he needed to get away yeah. from everything, get away yeah. from London. He'd obviously yeah. been there for a long time. Obviously, at Spurs and, and, and he was at Peterborough beforehand, wasn't he, I believe. And so I think, yeah, it was all just get up, get up, you know, get up north, so to speak, and yeah. um, and just try. And by all accounts, when you talk to, like I listen to, um, I love the Peter Crouch podcast, and obviously he talks yeah. about Tony yeah. Pulis and, and how much he basically literally put Matthew Effington in a blanket. You know, he literally, it was his boy. Yeah. And he, because yeah. he was so, and and maybe that's what he needed. He needed that, yeah. that, that sort of, um, that sort of fatherly presence, really. You know, yeah. football. You know, in football's a, a tough game, and maybe he wanted that. You know, there, and he had a yeah, good crowd definitely. around him and stuff. So um, I, think, I think, as fans, we really don't see that that human side of players. No, sometimes. you know, we, we see we 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 saw Matthew Effington for ninety minutes on a Saturday. You mm. know. But obviously, there's things there was things going on behind the scenes. So, as I say, to stay in the team, to stay in the mm. you know a Premier League player and have yeah. that yeah. in the background, you you've got to take your hat off to him. Definitely, oh, definitely. yeah, definitely, totally, totally. All right, Matty's in. Matty's in. Who's next, then, Stevie? All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna nip over onto the right wing this time, sure. and because um, I think you can kind of guess my uh, my uh, two in the middle. I think you can yeah. guess them. But yeah, so on the right wing, I've actually gone for, and this is where I think it would cause a bit of controversy, but be Marlon Harewood. He didn't play I, on the right. No, wing. not at all. Honestly, I think it's a great shout. As I say, he, he didn't he didn't always play play there on the wing. Um, but when he did, it, it was kind of like a battering ram performance, a little bit like a an Antonio, if you like, maybe a bit yes. more a bit more quality, I think, in, in Harewood's finishing. You know, you, you got a feeling with Marlon that you knew he what he was going to do. Where Antonio, yeah. I don't think he knows what he's going to do, let alone the no, defenders. Trying to be, yeah. I think Marlon sort of had an idea of what he was going to do. Whereas Antonio is kind of like, am I going to put it left? I'm put it right. Oh, chance is gone. Yeah, Marlon knew what he was going to do. Yeah. So, and you can't talk about Marlon Harewood without talking about the uh, the semi uh, FA Cup semi final. Yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah. Whenever you, whenever you see. Marlon Harewood, for me, just the visions of that goal up at Villa Park, you know, and sending fans into apps. It was unbelievable. It was really unbelievable, you know. And the noise that, you know, that was coming through from Villa Park was just unbelievable. Really was unbelievable. Yeah, it was. And and actually, I remember at Upton Park particularly, um, because obviously where I do... We had... I used to be next to the police control box, but so between the Rio stand... And the and the bobby stand where there was like there was like a school board there, weren't it? And then basically it was like windows, so you had the police control room, and I, and I was there. And yeah. that that little corner, I always used to call hair a corner because he yeah. would he would always end up in the. It's like you know, like that kid at five aside who would get into a corner. Yeah, I mean, my, yeah. my brother used to he'd get into a corner and he would never yeah. get out because he couldn't. He wasn't no. skillful enough to get out. He would yeah. always do a little drag back and. End up going down the byline. It was like Harewood Corner. You knew he's gonna do a little yeah. twist, but um, yeah. now it's a great shout. And he, yeah. he put it about. You know, he's, he yeah. he'd always give his all. Um, yeah. And you know, he did a great job for us. I think. Yeah. Uh, I think he's uh, in that that era. You know, him, Zamora, yeah. Colton. He was. He yeah. was. Uh, yeah, good shout. No, yeah. I like that. All right, let's go into central midfield. I put them down straight away. So um, Jonathan Spector 
and and um, and uh, 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 Lauren Courtois. That is before your time. Um, Jonathan Spencer and Hugo Porfilio. Yeah, that's it done. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> move okay, on. Up front. Okay. On Obviously, Scott Parker. Yeah, Scott Parker's there. Um, I, I used to love watching Scott Parker play. You know, when you saw Parker in your team, you knew you had half a chance. Yeah. of of getting something you know and just totally. simply the fact of he would give everything everything for, for 90 minutes he was he was on the left he was on the right he was breaking up play he was you know clearing things out the box he was just here there and everywhere and um i remember for my brother's 16th birthday we went up to west brom mm. west brom away um three nil down inside oh, the, the first famous, half hour yeah. You know, looking at my brothers, thinking, "Well, this 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 is a great day, isn't it?" You know, happy birthday, <laughs> brother, You know what I mean? And then second half, we we was going to go. We, you know, I said, we might, as well, mm. "We might as well go. We're never going to come back from this." This is when we had Avram Grant, obviously as manager. And brother said, "No, no, give it ten minutes." All right, fair enough. And it, we we've come out like a team possessed, absolutely mm. possessed. And obviously, you know, Cole got, I think it was Cole might have got two or Denver Bar got two and Cole got Something one. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that, wasn't it? But, and then you hear afterwards that Parker was the one who gave the team talk and literally laid it again, right, all on the line. Say, come on, boys, we've we got to do something here. You know, you can't be 3 nil down. This, we're West Ham, no. for God's sake, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, Scott Parker for me. And as I say, as I said, as I said earlier, it's a shame in the, that he left us. It was mm. always going to happen. And, but... There's obviously, you know, yourself on social media, there's rumblings about is Parker, you know, should Parker be fondly remembered because he went to Spurs? Well, in my opinion, yes, he really should. He really, really should. It it winds me up knowing because the people who say that and the people who say, oh, we went to Spurs, they forget two of our greatest West Ham legends. One of them went, Martin Peters. Oh, he's gone. Oh, he's gone. The the uh, talking about Scott Parker made him really excited, and he pressed the uh, pressed the button to leave. How? Oh dear, what a shame. Um, we'll get we'll get uh, we'll get Stevie back on in a minute. Hopefully, here he is. Here he is. Here he comes on. Clearly talking about Scott Parker got him so it got him so worked up that he left the meeting. Um, no, what I was going to say was what really winds me up is yeah, exactly. Oh dear. Um, when, when you, your iPhone overheats because, you know, yeah. Yeah. Now, what really winds up is, you know, Martin Peters. So Martin Peters left for Tottenham. Yeah. But everyone regards him in as Martin Peters. And yeah. Bobby Moore put in a transfer. Bobby Moore wanted to leave as well. He yeah. gets Tottenham as well. Yeah. Our greatest ever player. So how someone can criticise a, a player who's in the peak of his career, he yeah. can... And he had to, I mean, to be honest, he had to go um, if he wanted to play for England. And obviously yeah. it's a job and he wanted to live in the same area because, you know, because yeah. Yeah. What, what more can you do? You know, and it's like, no, right. and, and to be fair, you know, he was, he went on the Wednesday or something like that. Yeah. He played that day before that like, against Watford, in, in yeah, you know, Vicky Road. And, and yeah. I just felt it really winds me up because, you know, he, he can't say someone who's, Hammer of the year three is in a row. I mean, people have done that. Billy Bonds and out, you know, and Bobby and Pete. There's not many people have done that. No, um, no, no. it really, really, really bugs me. Um, yeah. In the same I, way that a lot, a lot of people in, you know, the the sort of the more experienced era, um, you know, we I, I think as a club we we don't celebrate Frank Lampard Senior as much as we should no, do. I, the guy is. It's the same thing because of his son and because of all the rubbish around that. 
you know, he's he was the second appearances ever for West Ham, and yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. David talking about anyway. But yes, weather for my era, but I'm not oblivious to, to what's happened in the past, you know. And yeah, yeah, you are right. There, there are. It, it seems as if if you if you do West Ham wrong, that that's it. But mm. you got to, in my opinion, you have got to remember what what they've done for for oh, wearing totally. the and there's yeah. there's players out there who will come to West Ham, and they'll be all right. They're on untold amount of money. And they mm. go, no, fair enough. I want out. Yeah. You know, people still fondly remember Pyatt. Pyatt didn't well, want to play. Do you know? Is that? I was going to say exactly. Exactly. I mean, he's appeared in loads of people's elevens, yeah. and they always say, "Oh, you know, the way he left, but the way he played, that's why he's in the team." But yeah. then the same te- people will say, oh, I don't like Scott Parker because the way he left. Well, yeah. you know, uh, Scott Parker delivered far more in three years. He kept us up for three years, uh, two seasons, yeah. not the third one. But, right. you know, yeah. and he would crawl off that pitch. Oh, that, He's that, put that. so much that, team. That, you know, that. I used to watch him and he would be, he could barely walk off that pitch yeah. sometimes. Yeah. And it's so, well, I, think, I don't know if the, the story is true, but I think there was the interview where when Parker left, he said that his dad had passed away. His dad was a Spurs fan. He wanted him to join to join Spurs, and you really can't to pull apart a man for doing no. that, can you? You know, you really can't. No. It, 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 people pick and choose their battles, don't they? And it, it's, yeah, it, it, I think you know, it's yeah, I, anyway. I'll get off my soapbox. Anyways, <laughs> so we'll, right. we'll move on. To, we'll yeah, move on to Mark Noble, shall we? Yeah, go on then. We'll talk about him. Yeah. So I, I think we, I think we've already pretty much discussed why mm. he's in this team. You know. Again, live live it live in the dream that thousands of West Ham fans up and down the country have always dreamed of, of doing, you know, pulling on the West Ham yeah. shirt, play it just playing just one game for us, two two minutes for us or whatever. Noble's played five hundred games and again if, if if you ask Mark, you he'd probably say I'm a limited footballer. I'm not the mm. quickest. I haven't got the, I haven't got a, a box of skills, I can't do the flicks and tricks that other players can do, but one thing I will always give you is a hundred percent for the badge, yeah. hundred percent for the shirt, and I've always got the club's best interest at heart. And you think totally. of players that have come through the door. I mean, you've got like Pablo Zabaleta coming through the door, you know, Premier League winner, um, you know, Argent- Argentinian international mm. at the top of the game, and even he has said before that Mark Noble is is Mr. West Ham. You know, mm. as soon as you walk through that door, the first person you see is Mark Noble. You know, and yeah. other other footballers, obviously, across the game, have said that Noble is is the ultimate profession. You know, what, oh, he's that down West Ham, and just I, I think you can't have uh, a, a less experienced fans come as eleven without Noble no. either being in it or you're really struggling to to find someone else to get over him. I think. Yeah, no, totally, and. And I think also, I mean, it, it's quite encouraging when you listen to, to Moisey talk about the players he wants to bring into the team in that they need to understand what it is about being West, a West Ham player. And, and and it's almost like he knows that we're going to lose a massive chunk, chunk of the connection. Very, very yeah. se- Another season, I reckon. Maybe two. Yeah. I, season. yeah. Um, again, I reckon I think- Nick... I don't know, man. I think Noble is it would be the type of player to say, "Hang on, I don't. I, you shouldn't be playing me. There should be other yeah. people taking my position. Mm. You know, I, I, I don't want to. And he probably could still do it. As I say, he's like a fine wine, but he's probably sitting there thinking, "I can't do another thirty-eight game season." Yeah. But the simple fact is, is that 
there should be someone else taking over, taking over the mantelpiece for me. And touch wood, fingers crossed, that mm-hmm. person can rise. But yeah, you know, we, we wait to see what happens with that. But, I don't. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. No, exactly. And I think, and I think actually, and it follows on with the Scott Parker stuff. I think nicely because I think it's clear you can clearly see the influence that Scott Parker had on Mark Noble in terms of yeah. professionalism, and you're seeing that, the influence I mean, of, I mean, of Rice, that. Exactly, yeah. with Declan Rice. And um, and I just think, I've just, I've got a weird, and it's one of those stupid, I don't know why, again, blind optimism, but <laughs> I think I think Dex going to be around for a few years of us. I really yeah. do. I just think he's he's got, he's got like his master there in terms of in terms of uh mark noble and yeah. and i if i was you know it's just like you know you think of it and it's like more and more it's like i can't I, there's there's more and more reasons why i can't see him going to a chelsea because and then no not my luck tomorrow you'll probably like oh it's a chelsea. but you know what i mean in that in that you've got for example you know you know fat frank's put this centre-back step yeah you know, stamp on his head and I just think that's an absolute waste of Declan Rice as a player. Yeah. Um, I, I, I've said that millions of times yeah. in the channel. I mean, um, you know, what, what, what centre back in inverted commas scores goals like he did against Watford? Uh, you know, that, that's exactly. that's not a centre back trait. Yeah, that's, to no. me, that, that's a player who who can play definitely in the midfield and oh. you know make the position his own. And you know, I know I know this is obviously noble going in, in, into the hammers and everything. Yeah, but, but I must admit, Russ, I, I was I was really close to putting Rice in there because yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, Twenty-one. It's unbelievable. 21. Ninety-nine games. You know, ninety-nine yeah. games. He's played Premier League games. He's. Yeah. I think there's only four other people ever who've played every minute of every Premier League yeah. season. Yeah. Right. Um, it, it pisses me off a bit that you know they're going to give Antonio, trying to give him a, a pay rise, and it's like, well, yeah. what's going on with this guy? You know, it's like, why not give this guy a pay rise? Yeah. Um, I mean, if, yeah. if I was David Sullivan. Um, I'd de- get Declan Rice in there tomorrow and say, "What do you want?" Yeah. If Rice, if I, I want, I want two hundred grand a week. All right, sorted, done. Yeah. Because he's such a valuable asset, and it is. And I, I think that Rice is the type of player, and I think this probably does actually stem from a bit of the learning from Noble that mm. Rice has got a good thing going on at West Ham. You know, oh, yeah. no, you support. I think you can say that Rice has got a good thing going on at West Ham, right? And Noble's probably been in his ear. I and you know I reckon anyway oh, that yeah, no, you know what Dick, you could really 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 be something here. You know, there's no guarantee that if he goes to a Chelsea or a City or whatever, he's going to start every single game. There's no guarantee. Yeah. But West Ham, Moyes loves him. The fans love him. He's earning good money. He could, he could probably go in there and ask for, as I say, double his wages, treble his wages. And if you're the owner, you should be sitting there thinking, we need to get this 21-year-old tied down to whatever he wants. Because he's our biggest asset, and if then Rice comes in and yeah. says, "Look, I, I've done, I've, I've done my bit for West Ham now. I want to move on," you know, got uh, Golden Sullivan can say, "Well, here we go. We'll let you go. Hundred yeah. million pounds." Because yeah. I, I, I've said this, and you, you may have seen it on Twitter or whatever, but I've said to people on Twitter before: if you've got players such as Pogba going for eighty million, Harry Maguire going for what sixty-five, seventy, mm. Rice at twenty-one, in my opinion. And I know that obviously the, the market's changed a little bit, but I, I wouldn't do no deal for less than 100 million. I really wouldn't. That's just my personal opinion. Mm. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I just think he, yeah, and, and I think I've I said it many, many a time on this. Um, you know, it's like it just uh, he's the he's made that, that position. It 
it's not really a position on the pitch now. Oh, it's Declan Rice, isn't it? And it's it's such yeah. an unusual position. But in, in you know, it, it, it could be you know, you look at someone like City and how City are sort of flittering, trying to find a replacement for Fernandinho, yeah. um, who made that position his own. Um, yeah, Chelsea, yeah, Chelsea, obviously. But I'm worried that Chelsea. I think Chelsea have probably spent spent all their money. And if you know, I mean, I'm being funny. You know, if they go and buy a dunk for forty million or whatever. You know, yeah, Dex more than twice the player, and he's going to give him a lot more, and and it's be great for Dubai because clearly, you know, because that's where Frank sees Declan play, yeah, he sees him right. as a centre back, and so that'd be great. But I'm worried, I'm worried about someone like Man City because yeah. they yeah. haven't really spent a lot. They sp- they bought Ake uh, for forty million, and and they might buy you know Kulabali, which would be amazing as a centre back partnership, yeah. but um, they still haven't replaced Fernandinho. No. And there's a spot there, and you know. What I mean, it's just that's the only one I'm worried about. It's the yeah. only one I'm worried about. I agree. I'm not worried about anyone else, but um, no, yeah. anyway, anyway let's, let's move on. Let's move on. Let's not anyway, think about that. Anyway, so, anyways, Ross, Mark Noble, yeah, <laughs> good, yeah, anyway, that's that's, that's the 11. Uh, who yeah. we got up front? Who's up front? So, Stevie? I have, again, I struggled with this one. Um, we've never been blessed with strikers, um, especially since um, Golden Sullivan took over, but um. I've got to put in there Dean Ashton, and I think yeah. I think he's in one as well. I think if I remember rightly. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's uh, with Ashton. I, went, I I looked at it today. He actually only played about forty-five games for us. Really, really, it was yeah. And he obviously was with us for a while, obviously with the injuries and things like that. Mm. Scored fifteen goals, so that's not a bad return from forty-five no. games. He was injured, come back again, and obviously the injury took its toll in the end. But I thought Ashton was just pure, pure class. I mean, we got, as I said, we got him from Norwich. Um, I mean, we got a few decent players from Norwich. We had obviously Green from Norwich, and then we've got yeah. um, Ed Ashton from Norwich. And yeah, I, I, I loved watching him play. Big, strong, you know. And for for a big guy, he had a bit of a bit of speed on him. He was never like never glide past players, but mm. he, he would have that sort of. And you know the way Arnautovic used to just it seemed to just he seemed to click his fingers, and all of a sudden. He'd just get round you, and Ashton yeah. to me seemed to have that little bit about him as well. Um, you know, he scored some great goals. Absolutely, I mean, the overhead kick at Old Trafford. You know, not many, not many opposition players can say they've had a pretty much a standing no. ovation for scoring against Man United. You know, no, and then he goes and recreates it again a couple of years later. Oh, no yeah. testimonial. I mean, <laughs> he could just about get up after it, but you know, it's absolute class player, absolute class. And you're um, right; he was like he was. He was the complete striker. I think. I think he really was. Yeah, he's a complete forward. Yeah, he could. He could header. Yeah, he was big enough to hold the ball up. He had the skill. as yeah. the bicycle kick. He had a turn of pace. He and yeah. he. He was. It's one of those massive. It's one of those massive shames, isn't it, of, of English football? Yeah. Not just West Ham, yeah. but for England, because I think no, him and right. Rooney, him and Rooney up front, would have been just been meant for many, yeah. many years. Yeah. Um, he may not have been at West Ham for much, yeah, maybe a couple of seasons and no, fucked no, off no, to Man United. But again, one of those players that if he left, I think he'd leave in the right way. Yeah, and a lot of fans would go, No, nah, fair play, fair play yeah. to him for that. Mm. You know, at, at the time, I think we, you know, we, we was a good side, but they were obviously you had the United who were, who were mm. firing, and you know, there was other big teams at the time, and they obviously there still are, but. I think Ashton would have left in the right manner and fans would have said, yeah, I agree. We got a few good years out of him. Thank you very much. You know, 
we, we, we'll be happy to see you do well in the rest of your career as long as you don't score against us. So, yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Right. So who's the last piece? And the last one again. You can't talk about West Ham uh, from the from you know, this kind of era in my, you know my Hammers eleven without talking about a bit of Bobby, Bobby Zamora. Oh, Z man. He, he goes up with he goes up there with Ashton. So yeah. I mean, he was, he was, he was a good, uh, yeah, he was a good egg, really, Z. Zamora, yeah, again, lived, lived a lot of our dream, playing, playing for West Ham. He was a West Ham supporter. Yeah. Not many West Ham fans can say that they've scored the winning goal in the playoff final to send us into the Premier League. Mm. Um, you know, I, I was, I was there in Cardiff that day, and unbelievable, really was unbelievable. Um, I'm so happy with Zamora because, you know, he, he'd obviously been at Brighton, banging in goals left, right, and centre. Mm. Moved to Tottenham of all teams to go to, and um, it didn't really work out for him. Funny enough, he scored his first first goal against us in the cup. It was a league cup, and he scored in a one 0 win, if I remember rightly. Oh, <laughs> and then he joined, he joined us about two or three weeks later after that, and then scored, you know, goals for us. So yeah, and again, you know, one of those players that is left, and he, he went on to Fulham, had a good 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 career yeah. at Fulham. You know, got QPR up from the did, from the championship. Yeah, yeah. You say all all round good guy, you know. He, he's left West Ham. He's you know a few interviews, whatever else, and you know bins bits and bobs on social media. So you know, always always remembers his time fondly at West Ham, and mm. I think fans remember him fondly. And uh, obviously, as I said to you before, I, I used to go and get autographs and things. And Zamora was one of one of the good the good guys, you know. Always always yeah. always happy to sign autographs. You know, uh, well done today, Bobby. You know, uh, you know. You know, good goal. He's like, yeah, I took it round him, and blah, 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 blah. so he always have always have time for people. You know, always have time yeah. for fans. And, you know, so yeah, Bobby Zamora and my son is called Bobby. Now, oh, I've been a West Ham okay. fan. Been a West yeah. fan. People think it's after Bobby Moore, and I, I, I tend to agree. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's Bobby Moore, but really, there's a little yeah. bit of Bobby Zamora there as well. So, is he, man? <laughs> brilliant. So, yeah. That's cool, man. No, it's uh, brilliant. Yeah. And that's that's it, Stevie. Man, it's been been lovely chatting to you. Thank you so yeah, much. You, it's been great. Uh, yeah, that's no, a really nice team and a bit different as well. You know, the, the yeah. grass. If you, if you and that's why I like sometimes when people put a little spin on it, they get a few extra people who deserve a little shout out. You know, like someone yeah. like Marlon, um, yeah. and and obviously McCartney and stuff like that. Yeah. I love to get yeah. a few extra names. We're going to have about two hundred and something soon. So two hundred yeah. something different players have come up. So it's quite nice. Yeah. yeah. It's quite crazy. But um, anyway, really, really appreciate your time. And obviously, thank you to everyone for watching as well. You know, like, share, subscribe. Don't forget about the charity event on uh, next Thursday, Thursday 27th um, from 8 o'clock. There will be a an ex-hammer interviewed as well, hopefully. No, I'm not telling you who it is yet. Although if you watch the video, you probably know he's now, um, potentially. Um, and until next time, for me and Stevie, take care, everyone. Stay safe. Come on, you irons, and we'll see you again very, very soon. Steve can just about to do it because he's holding his phone, so he's a bit <laughs> bugger. But anyway, take care, everyone. Stay safe, and we'll see you again very, very soon. See Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.